It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues at the tight end position with South Dakota State tight end Tucker Craft. Who he is, how he fit the Dolphins roster, and where the team should consider drafting him at the end of April. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here of Locked On Dolphins, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, his team building podcast dedicated to all 32 teams across the NFL. Welcome to Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. We got a couple shows coming your way here today, starting first and foremost with South Dakota State tight end Tucker Craft as a uh, the seventh tight end that we have done in this prospect spotlight series. We are grading 10 in total and uh we might get a couple more on the back end of this series, but we got to start shifting gears. You, the people, have spoken on social media, on Twitter, at LockedOnFins, and we're going to be going to the offensive tackle position next on the Prospect Spotlight series. So looking forward to uh, just kicking one spot down inside, looking at tackles for the Dolphins as day two candidates, and not quite as robust of a uh, selection as the tight end group, this is a really deep day two tight end class, and Tucker Craft is certainly a very strong candidate to have his name called for the Dolphins. So let's go ahead and do the deep dive. We're going to start with who he is, and then we're going to talk about how he'd fit the Dolphins, and then we're going to finish with where he would stack amongst the tight ends we've covered and when the Dolphins should consider adding him to the roster if it were to play out that way uh, at the end of April. So here's what you need to know about Tucker Craft. From an athletic profile perspective, this is one of the more well-rounded tight ends in this year's class. He is 6050. This is according, numbers according to the NFL comment. So 6050 is six foot five inches and zero eighths of an inch. So 6'50 on the nose. 254 pounds, 32 and three quarters inches on his arm length. He has 10 inch hands across from tip of thumb to tip of pinky. Uh, he ran a 4.69 in the 40-yard dash with a 1.59 second 10-yard split, a 34-inch vertical jump, a 10-foot-2 standing broad jump, a 7.08 second three-cone drill, a 4.29 second short shuttle drill, and 23 bench press reps. Here's the thing that's really impressive about the athletic profile of Tucker Craft as a player. He is above the 50th percentile in everything other than his arm length which is 38th percentile. But if you look at his athletic testing, 84th percentile for the 10-yard split, 71st percentile for the 40-yard dash, 62nd percentile for the vertical jump, 86th percentile in the standing broad jump, 64th percentile in his three-cone drill, 69th percentile in his short shuttle, and 75th percentile for the bench press. Like he's a top 
third tester at every combine measure imaginable at the tight end position since like 2000. Well-rounded, and this is for a guy who's coming out of South Dakota State, played for the Jackrabbits, who won the FCS championship this past year. Uh, here's what you need to know. He, he's from Timber Lake High School uh, in South Dakota. So he was born, raised South Dakota. He's a junior, redshirt junior. He redshirted his true freshman season in 2019. Uh, at Timber Lake High School, he primarily played running back, linebacker, and punter. Rushed for 1,400 yards and 24 touchdowns as a senior. I uh, was a four-year starter at the high school level. Scored 50 touchdowns offensively. Uh, saw limited action at quarterback through five touchdown passes in high school as well. Uh, was also all-state all in basketball, averaging 14 and 8. Uh, that is a heck of an athletic pedigree coming out of South Dakota. Uh, from a production standpoint... The last two years have really been the breakout uh, for Tucker Craft. He caught seven passes in his first two seasons at South Dakota State. He finished his career with 99 receptions for 1,211 yards and nine touchdowns. He missed about two months this year with some injuries, uh, but did come back and played late in the year. So you know he's he was back into uh, fitness to be able to play. His best season was 2021, in which he posted 65 receptions for 773 yards and six scores. Uh, so this is a player who dominated when he was healthy the last two seasons of FCS. Um, did not play tight end until he got to South Dakota State. So just like some of these other guys that we're mentioning, the Laportas as a wide receiver, um, Dalton Kincaid, who only played one year of high school football, period. There's a developmental tap in here that makes for a really nice sales pitch for what this player can be transposed to what he currently is because you kind of get the sense he's just scratching the surface. Tucker Craft, when I think about level of competition, and this is a kind of an important note here with Tucker Craft because out of we're talking about holding him up against guys from the Pac-12 powerhouse that is Utah. The... Um, Iowa Hawkeyes is a tight end offensive factory, offensive line and, and tight end factory. You're thinking about holding him up against Notre Dame, the blue blood program with Michael Mayer and, and the two-time reigning national champion, George Bulldogs with Darnell Washington, right? Like these are some of the most successful programs and pedigrees that you can have. And then you have South Dakota State. Well, I'll say this about South Dakota State as well. They have very quickly uh, surpassed North Dakota State as the FCS powerhouse. So this is not a program to thumb your nose at. Remember, this is um, this is the same conference that put out Carson Wentz and Christian Watson in the last couple of years. Both of those guys were North Dakota State guys. Uh, Cody Mauch this year is a day two selection on the offensive line. Like there's there's talent in the Missouri Valley Conference. There's no question about that. The question is, where is Tucker Craft ready to assimilate to the NFL game versus where does he need time? Because this is that position. 
tight end position in general. Guys usually take it a, lot, a little bit of time. Their first year is not their most rousing, successful year. And I think Tucker Craft is a player that's a tale of two outcomes and, and two paths that he's going to have to take because there's two different things that you have to do as a player in the NFL. You have to be a receiver and you have to be a blocker. We're going to talk about who he is in that regard here in just a minute on the show. But before we do, have to tell you about our friends over at Built. Built March Madness is here. The Built March Madness bracket is getting ready to come to a close. So you have to strike now while the iron is hot. Everybody has a favorite bar puff, but now is the time to make it count. 50 lucky Locked On listeners will visit BuiltMarchMadness.com and vote for their favorite and be entered into a drawing and win a free box of Built for their participation in Built March Madness. Not only that, one lucky Locked On listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered directly to your door. You have to try Built. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. It's the life hack you didn't know you needed. They're absolutely positively delicious. They're like eating candy bars. So visit Built March Madness right now to vote on your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So today is it. It's the last day of Built March Madness. Time to make it count. Swing on through and get yourself a box while you're there. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Tucker Craft is, as far as I'm concerned, fairly pro-ready as a receiving tight end. You can see some really likable elements to his game with the ball skills, with the catch radius, with the physicality that he provides. He's not afraid of contact. He wins through contact. He wins with bodies draped over his frame. He's got good concentration. He runs sufficient routes. I don't think he's a man separator, um, although he can probably continue to build up on longer developing routes and, and use his size and length and strength to, to bump defenders and create more room for himself and grow in that capacity. But Tucker Craft, in my mind, um, shows a lot of very easily translatable skills to being a pass catcher early in his NFL career. I cannot say the same for his ability as a blocker. And that is the ultimate conflict that I have with Tucker Craft. I will say this, too. If I were back at Draft Network and I were grading Tucker Craft for all 32 teams, he would have graded higher than where I graded him specifically on a scale for the Dolphins. Because when you cross-reference the opportunity that exists in the Dolphins' offense, you cross-reference what the needs are in that position room 
and what the needs are for this team to get better offensively and definitively get better offensively. Adding a more traditional receiving tight end who is still a receiving tight end is a step in the right direction for having the uh, a more proportionate player at the tight end position as compared to Mike Kosecki. But it is not a step closer in year one to being a better offense. And here's the thing, like Tucker Craft with his build, with his athleticism, with his stature, with his strength, he has everything he needs to develop into an impactful player in all phases. And if I were to give you the three-year projection for these players, Tucker Craft is probably second or third on this list, eh, third, third or fourth on this list amongst these tight ends. But I'm not drafting you as a Dolphins team that's in a win-now mentality who needs an apparent upgrade at the position for year three. I'm drafting you for what you can bring sooner rather than later. And that is not an easy negotiation to have. If I weren't putting center of gravity and inline skills and pass protection as meaningful traits at the tight end position, Tucker Craft would be graded right up there with Laporta. But I am. And you watch Tucker Craft and, and the skills and the, the body posture and the, the fundamentals of blocking that defensive end from Northern Iowa, who's six foot seven and you can easily leverage is not the task you're going to have when you get to the NFL level. I have very little concern because I'm watching him make contested catches already, and I'm watching him make catches in traffic and use his body to shield the football in the middle of the field as a receiver in between zones. That is a direct translation of what he's going to do at the NFL level, and he's ready for that because he showcased he, he is very skilled at it. And he's pretty darn good after the catch for 255 pounds too. They ran some short, like, little um, mid middle screens for Tucker Craft and busted big plays with him with the ball in his hands. They ran a couple end-arounds with Tucker Craft where he would go in split-flow motion or slice motion uh, at the snap, and they'd just touch pass it to him, and he'd go out around the end, and they'd be running to get first downs on the perimeter with Tucker Craft. As a skill player, he is ready. As a blocker, I think there's some growth that's necessary. I, I think from a, a body posture, center of gravity, lower body recruitment, hand placement consistency, he shows great effort. Patience is another area, I think, for growth when, when he's blocking in space and he's eager to close that gap and get down on, on bodies. There's just a lot of high-variance reps as a blocker at the FCS level. Well, that's the area that usually trips up a tight end when they transition to the pro game in general. So that's where I get stuck with Tucker Craft. I think from a run-after-catch and a size perspective, he brings plenty that this Dolphins offense would benefit from. I hold him up as a route runner. I don't think he's the route running defeat man coverage player that Dalton Kincaid is. Um, I think he's uh, he's a touch less dynamic than both Kincaid and Sam Laporta, 
So he's pretty tightly graded with Michael Mayer. And Mayer does end up getting a little bump over him in the positional rankings just for the fact that I think Mayer has more translatable inline skills in spite of the length, but Kraft has a higher ceiling. So it's a ceiling versus, it's a year one versus year three conversation for Tucker Kraft that if you're willing to pay the price in the terms of time that it takes, I think he's going to be a better player long term. I don't know and and can't speak confidently to how the Dolphins would negotiate a long-term play versus an immediate dividends, especially when the area that they need the most help at the position is the element of his game that I have the most concerns with. So it's a very unique study as far as fitting. I think he's a long-term fit. I don't know that he's the best immediate value or ROI. So how would they negotiate that and how would they value that? I'm glad you asked. That is what we are finishing here with today on the show. But before we get there, the NCAA tournament is at the final four and there's no better time to get into the action than now with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, FanDuel is giving customers a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's what the one thousand dollars in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win so go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet and then you can wager on everything from the money line to point scores and three score and who's cutting down the net and anything and everything in between all on an app that is safe secure and super easy to use so do not miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So here's kind of where I'm at with evaluating. We've evaluated Tucker Craft, and now it's time to value Tucker Craft. I think when we get to the end of this process, I'm going to be able to hold up all the tight ends and say, this is the pick in which I would draft these players. I would trade up for Darnell Washington. I would draft Dalton Kincaid or Sam Laporta at 51. I would probably consider Michael Mayer at 51 if he was the best available tight Or yes, I would. I would consider Michael Mayer as well. I'd put him in that bucket. Tucker Craft because he's not immediately addressing the primary element of the position room that needs to be improved, I don't think I would pound the table for him at 51. Would I be mad if he was the pick at 51? No, because it's a long-term play. But they made two long-term plays with their first two picks last year in Channing Tindall and Eric Azucama. And they, both of them, 
needed a year to incubate. Do I think Tucker Craft needs a year to incubate? No, I think he can give you certain things, but he's not going to be the panacea that, that fixes everything that you have in the room, which means you're going to have to get into June and July, and you're going to have to sign somebody on a one-year deal or a short-term deal to help further bridge the gap. And that's okay. They'll have the room with the post-June 1 money. They can do it. But if the addition spurs another transaction for the short term, then in my mind, this is a player that's better targeted with the second of your two picks. So in my mind, Tucker Craft is a target for 84. If you get to 51 and there's a bunch of stuff that's too good to be true that's on the board at other positions, or if all the tight ends that you would take in front of Tucker Craft in the positional rankings are out of the way, and Tucker Craft is the best available, I would probably say, well, let's see if we can get him at 51 or at 84. And if we can't, then we can come back and we have a couple of the tight ends that we need to cover in grade. Or potentially Brenton Strange is your in case of emergency break glass player at 84. Or you trade down a little bit to, to get to him. So that's kind of my mentality with Tucker Craft is because I don't have a definitive grasp on how he's going to improve the Dolphins' biggest area of, of concern, he is tiered separately from the guys who I think can come in and have a little bit more of a definitive um, floor at that element of the position. Now, if John Embry falls in love with the guy, then so be it. You know, the, I, I don't want you to walk away from the Tucker Craft profile and say that you'd be disappointed if he was the pick at 51 because I like Tucker Craft. And as I said earlier, if I were evaluating him across all 32 teams and the traits that I was evaluating was a little bit more vague, he would be graded in the Sam Laporta range where you'd be very comfortable with this player's potential top 50 pick. The question is, across the other 31 teams in the league, how many of them need a tight end? How many of them between 51 and 84 will have not already addressed the position and will have deemed that he's the best player available? That's the game of the draft in general. And that's part of why I love the draft and the gamesmanship and the strategy and the evaluation that's involved from all parties and all 32 teams. It's a good football player. Strong hands, strong after the catch. He bullies defenders with the ball in his hands. He's got excellent concentration. He's got a highlight reel catch reel that you definitely know is going to translate. It's just a question of when, how long do you have to wait to see the best version of Tucker Craft? In the NFL, and and perhaps the best, you know, let me let me go ahead and I'll I'll leave you guys with this. Perhaps the best example that we can point to is he's not as dynamic as this player, but he went to the same school. He had the um, almost identical statures. Dallas Goder, year one, 16 games played, 
eight games started for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2018. He was targeted 44 times, caught 33 passes for 344 yards and four touchdowns. Was generally not a strong contributor in non-passing game situations because he needed to grow as a blocker. He played less than 50% of the snaps offensively. Dallas Godert's snap counts the last four years, 71, 77, 79, and 90. Now he's missed a couple of stretches of games. He missed five games in 2020, and he missed five games again in 2022. But his production, 58 for 607 and 5. 46 for 524 and 3 in 11 games. 56 for 830 and 4. 55 for 702 and 3 in 12 games. If, if Dallas Goder could slap together a full 17-game season, this is a player now that's probably pushing for 1,000 yards receiving. And he has become an all-encompassing player at the position. And he played at the same school, the same level of competition as Tucker Craft, South Dakota State. Now, as I said, his athletic profile is a twinge more uh, prolific. I do have those numbers up just from a, a comparison's sake. Um... He has a couple 90th percentile tests. He was 98th percentile in his short shuttle. He was 92nd percentile in his three-cone drill. Uh, so the agilities are the big difference between the two. Tucker Craft, who's about, the, they're about the same size player. Dallas Goder was like a 95th percentile athlete in his agility scores. And uh, Tucker Craft is a 65th percentile athlete. So that's the big divide between the two. And that's why I'm not comparing him to Dallas Goder. But Dallas Godert's career development and what he's become versus what he was and what the year one contributions looked like is a good thing to point to for Tucker Craft. I'd be excited if this guy's a Dolphin. I'm just not sure that you land Tucker Craft on draft night on day two and you say, tight end room's fixed. You're probably going to have to add somebody else to the mix. We're going to do Zach Kuntz next here on Locked on Dolphins. That is our next show today, so make sure you plan accordingly. They appreciate you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first listen of the day. You can find Locked on Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Fins up, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. We'll be back later today to talk about Old Dominion tight end Zach Kuntz, who he is, where he fits, and where the Dolphins should consider drafting him in the 2023 NFL Draft. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.